This is the WOKV Spotlight on 104.5 WOKV. Ten after eight and a little more depth to a story we first brought to you early this morning as the Duval County School Board votes in favor to open up uh, negotiations with the Florida School Board Association to help in their search for a permanent superintendent. Board Chair Kelly Coker with us live. What are the advantages of FSBA versus, say, a private headhunter? Sure. So Florida School Boards Association, um, and the reason you saw a unanimous vote by the board to go with them is because they're incredibly familiar with what's going on here in the state of Florida um, on the educational landscape and have led other searches in our in our state and know um, what we need uh, to be successful in, in the state as a large district. What do you think you need? What talents do you want the new superintendent to have? So we are looking for someone, number one, that is going to deal with the reading proficiency issue that we continue to uh, be plagued with as we come out of COVID. Uh, There's a simple reality that our students uh, did experience learning loss here in Duval County during the pandemic, um, and we've got to make some ground in regards to that. Um, so I think that, that you're you're looking for someone with a true academic focus, but also um, in this day and age, too, uh, certainly somebody who um, is well-versed in the safety and security measures of a large district of our kind. Um, we've got 130,000 students, about 11,000 employees, um, and so that type of uh, someone that's, that can handle that type of scenario as well. Reading challenge is not unique to Duval County. In fact, as you were stating that just now, I got a breaking news alert from the New York Times saying math and reading scores for 13-year-olds in the U.S. have hit the lowest levels in decades, a sharp drop since the pandemic began. Because it's not unique to Duval, do you look within the state of Florida or do you look outside the state of Florida and maybe see someone who has done things differently in education as opposed to the same old? Yeah, you know what? As a board, we are open, um, you know, to any anyone, any background that looks like they can lead a large organization. Certainly, um, having someone that has led a mid-sized district or a larger district is something that would be, um, you know, advantageous to us. But certainly, we've seen other districts go into private industry, go into the military, find really good leaders who come in and surround themselves with the right people and are able to move districts as well. Again, we're we're going to keep our minds open. Open um, in, in regard to the search, and just and ultimately, we're going to engage with the community. We're going to, um, you know, look and see what it is that the community wants, and we're going to try to find that leader that's going to move our district forward and and get us through this learning loss that happened as a result of the pandemic. How are the candidates going to be vetted by the community then? So that's part of the reason we'll bring Florida School Boards Association in um, for the purposes of setting up how that occurs. Uh, it depends on in the district. Uh, every board does it differently. Sometimes there's a group of committee members uh, in the community that vet the initial group of candidates that come in. Then you get a group of finalists and then eventually semi-finalists that you bring um, back to the city to actually meet people in the city. But again, we'll work with Florida School Boards Association to set up the structure of that. Will there be reforms or changes as a result of what y'all have learned from the Douglas Anderson investigation as school resumes in August or later? I really appreciate that question because that has remained paramount on the minds of all of our board members. Uh, We are still in the middle of the investigation by the third party council. They are in the process of um, interviewing people and coming to some conclusions about next steps for us. 
certainly we expect our next leader to remedy some of the the recommendations that will come from that third-party council. But again, they're still in that process. As a matter of fact, we expect a board update on that um, at our next workshop. So stay tuned on that issue. What comes first, a result in reforms to Douglas Anderson or a new superintendent? You know what, as soon as we get the recommendations as a board, you'll expect to see us take action. Safety is paramount for this board, and Douglas Anderson has, again, weighed very heavily on every board member. Um, So we'll begin making those moves, but certainly would expect a new superintendent to go in and make sure that anything that needs to um, be adjusted after our initial look that those things are those things occur. DA is, is is again something that we have got to address, and we're keeping um, forefront in our mind. While I was in negotiated settlement and retirement with Dr. Green, she left a, a pretty emotional statement on her last day in office. Have you talked to her since? How is she doing? What's she up to? You know what? I have not spoken to her, but I have some colleagues that have. Honestly, we wanted to let her have some time to rest, relax, maybe enjoy a cup of coffee and read a newspaper in the morning. Um, But we are excited that she plans to remain here in Jacksonville. She has been an incredible leader in our school district, and we are hoping that she will be one of the people in our community that cheers us on as we continue into this next chapter. Her work was solid, and she, you know, definitely saw us through COVID and did an incredible job through that time period. So, again, we look forward to having her in our community and and having her cheer us on as we move into this next chapter. Dual School Board Chair Kelly Coker, appreciate the update on where things stand in the search for a new superintendent of schools in Duval County.